I do like this just to put a little cap on the O-line conversation that Sean sparked. Do you know what I want to more on this program? The text line, I text nonstop. I mean, if, if someone were to say, can I call you? Outside of losing a family member, it's about the worst thing that can happen in my day. Can you just text me? Can't call me. We had a producer over at Mad Dog that would always want to have a call the night before. And do you know what that call would basically entail, Josh? Something that could have been sent in an email. Absolutely. 99.9% of the Zoom calls I've ever been on could have been covered in an email or a text. But you know what? You do feel like people are a little more attentive. That's true. Face you can to see face. there. But I will say, so th- I'm giving you all the background whenever I say this. I love the Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line. It's the lifeblood of the show. But uh, there is that part of me that kind of misses where someone would hear that and they're like, well, I'll show Sean. 405 <laughs> Right. Yeah, and now it's like you never know. It's might be pulling into work. Your boss goes, did you uh, – did I hear you basically calling some guy a moron on the radio? <laughs> now at least you have me that you can use for that on the text line, right? Unless you give yourself your real name. But for the 405 – Mule shoe hurt the O-line with decreased weight training. I would be interested to see how much weight the draftees put on in the NFL. Back of the class, I see your hand raised. Please. I don't believe that just because there's a few kettlebells and calisthenic videos that even under Benny Wiley that they went away from weight training and that it was necessarily decreased. So I, I'll look it up. I'm not, I'm just, there's people that are here now that were there. Then I can ask them. So that way you can get a true answer to that. Because I think we see guys training with kettlebells. We're like, there we go. Uh, I'm going to, play some of this from last night this hour is going to be a boatload josh of coach venables coach levy and coach roof and at 11 30 we'll be taking you live to the university of oklahoma for the brent venables press conference so we've got that coming up at the bottom of next hour so we got a lot of work a lot of stuff to fit into the next one hour, 23 minutes, and 30 seconds. So you ready? I'm ready. About last night, Sooner Sports Talk with Brent Venables. Teddy asked him about a few of the battles that have really stood out in practice. In other words, well, hold on, hold on let me back up a little bit. Teddy asked him about linebackers. And he had mentioned earlier that Brent Venables is going to play a lot of guys. Play a lot of guys. Here's what Brent Venables said about some of the guys we're going to see and just how he feels about that linebacker room as a whole. Yeah, I love the group. Uh, it's it just We have so, much, so many more guys that are capable of playing and have tremendous future uh, there. Uh, it's an athletic group, super very athletic. Very athletic, yep, so – 
Canick and uh, Kip Lewis, uh, our, and, uh, Lewis Carter, Kobe McKenzie, uh, Phil Pachati, obviously, Desan McCullough, and uh, Justin Harrington, along with looking at you know, Sammy Omasigo, and then uh, Reggie Pearson playing some cheetah, Peyton Bowen's playing a little bit of cheetah. Uh, those guys are, uh, and Shane Witter uh, as well. Those are all, we're, it, it, it's like a, a full-time job for one of our off-field guys to make sure that our, our rep count is, <laughs> the substitution pattern is, is right to get all the guys the exposure and, and uh, because we really feel that's a really, really strong group. It's got a great, great future ahead. But immediately, and I, I love the competition. I love the strain. I love the intelligence. Um, we got good size. Again, our ability to run and strike uh, is excellent. And we're only going to get better, you know, from, from where we start the year. And it's a, it's a group of guys that are reflective of really kind of our whole team. You know, we've got 64 of our 85 scholarship players are in their first or second year uh, here at Oklahoma. And so that just that means a lot of opportunity. Young, yes, we've got a lot of youth, but we've got, uh, you know, great um, talent, you know, as well that, um, that really likes to work. And the, the other side of that, the guys that aren't first or second year, we actually have, we have 17 graduates already. Uh, and you know, so we have 17 guys all working on their master's degrees, and wow. then we have a uh, another seven guys that, by the time we play our bowl game, will ha also have their degree. So we're looking at 24 players that'll have their degree. You know, uh, you know, by the time we play, you know, in our bowl game. So there's, we don't have a lot in between. They either just got here, or you know, yeah. they've they've played a lot of college football, mm -hmm. and uh, so love the again overall again the the leadership uh, on our football team. Tremendous buy-in, and again, with all the new guys, what I've liked, uh, just having been around a locker room close to 35 years in college as a player and a coach, you know it when you see it and you know it when you don't, when you have good chemistry and cohesion, and we have that. Even though there's a tremendous amount of competition, there's not guys stiff-arming each other. Uh, they're, they're helping each other and uh, want to beat each other out, but they're, it's, it's a really uh, close football team. I have always been been fascinated by how you cultivate that hey i'm coming to take your job but let's be buddies <laughs> right that's that's tough now in this defense there seems to be enough for everybody and especially now with competitive depth but that's always been a that's always been interesting to me to follow it's like that's that's my best friend over there i'm like he's taking all your snaps <laughs> he's playing over you quarterbacks and receivers are the ones that seem to have an issue with it linemen and defensive tackles and edge guys and linebackers they 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 couldn't care less it seems right it it is uh kind of interesting it uh has to come from a place of care about your teammates sure right? care about your teammates care about the product care about your teammates care about winning all right uh and being genuine about it sure oh i mean what do the kids say today's uh, today? One hundred, Josh. Absolutely, one hundred. Keeping it one hundred. I don't know if the kids say that. They used to say that. So here was just the general conversation about the depth chart. We'll get to those battles here in a bit. It's from Sooner Sports Talk, available right now on the Sooner Sports Podcast. What about the depth chart? Nick Saban's not even releasing a depth chart. 
how does Brent feel overall about his depth chart and kind of some things that we might see? You know, that the competition is ongoing, and we'll we'll name several guys as either or, uh, and, and, and uh, just because there is real competitive depth at a number of spots. And so I want our guys to understand that everything counts, meetings, walkthroughs, certainly practice, uh, you know, focus, attention, meals, everything. And, and so I want our coaches to be paying attention to everything as well. And so, you know, there'll be a few guys that get notified as we're getting off the bus, hey, you're running out first. <laughs> you know, to me, everybody should prepare like they're the starter. And, and at several positions, really believe that we'll, when it's all said and done, uh, if my eyes are uh, not deceiving me, that, you know, we've got co-starters at a few different spots, guys that are capable of any particular, you know, week running out there first. What have been some oh, of those, those position his. battles throughout Next camp and anyway. even all the way back to spring that, that you've watched? And Well, I think up front, both at defensive end and defensive tackle, uh, you know, we've got, you know, some of the positions where you feel like you have two or three guys that you feel like you wouldn't be surprised if, if one of them, you know, had the week, you know, that you're, that you're hoping for. I think that cornerback opposite of uh, Woody Washington. And then I think the free safety position, uh, it's been a, a tremendous, you know, a battle there between Pearson and Key Lawrence and, you know, Justin Harrington's in there as well. Uh, you know, uh, Peyton Bowen is working in there between free and strong. And, uh, and then, uh, again, at linebacker, you know, everybody but Stutzman. You know, Harrington has had a, a really good uh, camp. And uh, his camp, uh, he might end up being the starter. Uh, we'll see. But – uh, if he is, it really—it's not an indictment on Desan. It's just the the um, consistency that Justin has shown up with, and as a guy that's, you know, he's older. You know, he's played, you know, five years and has had a whole year trying to learn that position, and uh, is playing really, really fast. But he he can play several positions as well in that in that secondary. So, uh, you know, I really look at those guys as co-starters, and then. You know, we're still look, looking at punter, and we'll let that play out here in the first couple of games. Uh, Luke Izenga and uh, what if you Josh Poster. I'm sorry? What if you don't punt? Yeah, uh, hopefully. That, that's, <laughs> that's, I like that. that is a, <laughs> there's that, that guy over in Arkansas, right? He was a high school coach, and then yeah, I think he yeah, got the right. college. He never yeah. punted. Yeah. That's inter interesting. So you're going to alternate uh, punters. Do you think I would be – um, evaluated on my coaching decisions if I chose to never, ever punt. If you picked up every fourth down, I think <laughs> Yeah, it just depends it. how yeah. it turns out. <laughs> Good stretch. So to kind of validate what Teddy had talked about and what many of you have, have brought up on the Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line, it's not anything that Desan McCullough has done wrong. It just goes back to Justin Harrington being the experienced guy, having a good camp, and even – in the mix to play some safety, it looks like, too, Josh. I think they're expecting big things out of him. And our patience and cautions, or caution, I guess, cautionary tale is that we heard this last year. But it just seems to have a little bit of a different buzz and vibe to it. Understanding of what's going on. Mm -hmm. He said right there, playing fast, which means instinctual, uh, knows what uh, to do. 
McCullough, I just think, is too talented to not factor in in some capacity. Mm-hmm. So we'll see. We'll see what happens there. All right. When we come back, when we come back, how about the other two coaches that spoke yesterday? That was from Brent Venables at Rudy's last night. When we come back, Jeff Lebby. Jeff Lebby. Right here on The Ref. All right. Well, as expected, the depth chart has been released. Let's take a look at it, shall we? Okay. Hang on a second. Where can, where can I find it? Where are you looking? At OU underscore football. Okay. Let's, let's do this in unison here. All right. You got, your, you got yours pulled up yet? Okay. I'm ready. Okay. As far as starters are concerned on offense, there is only one or. Oh, man. And it is uh, – it's interesting, is it not? On defense, as far as starters are concerned – there are um, four, four oars. Here's the oars, just real quick. Running back, Marcus Major or Tywee Walker. Third string, fourth string, Javante Barnes or Gavin Sawchuk. I told you there has been buzz about Tywee Walker and Marcus Major all camp long. The oars on defense, most of them are here along the uh, the defensive line. Rondell Bothroyd is listed at the starter at one edge. The other edge has an oar, Ethan Downs or Trace Ford. The interiors are all oars. <laughs> uh, at one tackle, Jonah Laula or Jordan Kelly. At the other defensive tackle, Isaiah Coe or Dejon Terry. Jacob Lacey is listed essentially as the third string guy at one tackle. Then it's Grayson Halton or Devon Sears. The other backup, Adam, or excuse me, Kevin Gilliam or Ashton Sanders. So it looks like the only starter along that defensive line that we know right now would be Rondell Bothroyd. And then it would be either Jonah Laula, Jordan Kelly, Isaiah Coe, or DeJon Terry on the inside, and either Ethan Downs or Trace Ford on the other side. We have what appears to be a winner in the Will uh, in the Mike Backer conversation. You heard Brent Venables talking about backers, right? What did he say? Danny Stutzman. Outside of Stutzman, it's been a great battle. Jaron Kanick, listed as the starter at the Mike Backer. With Connor Near a backup. Kip Lewis is listed as Danny Stutzman's backup. Surprise you at all? Not, uh, not necessarily, no. N- not necessarily there. I think, uh, again, I'm just kind of floored by the, the backfield situation for Oklahoma defensive tackles uh, none of that is altogether surprising that probably those top four guys going to play a lot right and then uh the two ends Bothroyd Downs not altogether surprising Canick Stutzman that's that's what we've heard notable right that Gentry Williams won that gig so oh my gosh you just ruined it we were going there I'm kidding (laughs) yeah that's the uh of the big battles right that we talked about Gentry Williams is going to start opposite Woody Washington. 
So out of the big battles, mm-hmm. corner has been a, a big topic of discussion. Um, exactly. So here are what I would say. Well, let's just roll through it real quick. Offense is easy. I feel like we, we've pretty much known this. Gabriel starting at quarterback with a starting backfield that will have either Marcus Major or Tywee Walker to start the game. There is no battle, Josh, over that backup tight end spot. It's Blake Smith behind Austin Stogner. Someone had texted the other day about Josh, uh, I believe it's Fairywell. Fair well? uh, he's listed third with an or next to Cade McIntyre. The receivers, kind of like we thought, right? Andrell Anthony, Jalil Farouk, and Drake Stoops. Nick Anderson is listed as Farouk's backup with DJ Graham third. The slot, Drake Stoops, Gavin Freeman, Jaquez Petway. The other receiver, Andrell Anthony, LV Bunkley, Shelton, or Jaden Gibson. And on the offensive line, it's exactly what we've talked about. Walter Rouse at left tackle, Savion Bird at left guard, Raym at center, McCade Matar at right guard, and Tyler Guyton at right tackle. Guyton's backups, Jake Taylor and Aaron Parks. Caleb Schaefer is listed behind Matar. Troy Everett, the uh, transfer from what, App State? Listed behind Andrew Raymond Center with Nate Anderson backing up Savion Bird. Caden Green is listed as the backup to Walter Rouse at left tackle with Jacob Sexton behind him. That's the offensive depth chart. Any problems there? Anything that caught your eye? Not really. Uh, I think wide receivers sort of, uh, I mean, outside of running back, it's kind of, I think, what we were sort of expecting. Based on the buzz out of camp, Andrew Anthony, we thought, yes, would be listed as a starter. Stoops, uh, again, his experience, his uh, proven production, you know what you're going to get there. Mm-hmm. And uh, Jalil Farouk, right, we've always thought was going to be the number one wide receiver, at least on paper, right. going in. Now, whether or not it plays out that way, we'll see, but... You know, wide receiver for me, that's that's kind of uh, what we've expected, I think. Here was Jeff Lebby yesterday whenever uh, he was asked about that receiver room. I think it was the uh, 800th time he's been asked about Emmett Jones. But in this instance, it was, hey, what, what, have, you, what have you seen from that room? Yeah, yeah I, I think the, the first part of it is we want to put our offense in the best position to have success and go score points, take care of the football. And- that's the wrong cut plank you're there's a, there's great connection in that room, you know, for a, a room that has a, a whole bunch of talent that does not have a ton of production. This room fights like heck for each other, and uh, we've got great teammates in that group. We've got guys that are accountable every single day. They become dependable, uh, and a bunch of guys that are incredibly unselfish, which is, to me, it's it's hard to find in that room all, all the time. And we do. We've got guys that root for each other, that pull for each other, that. Understand, regardless of who's on the field, the expectation is to play really dang well, and uh, that's uh, it's been fun to watch that group come together as Coach Jones has led them. Six. What what was the number they they want to play as many as eight wide receivers? They said the other day. Yeah, I thought that was a really good question by Hoover. You know, following up that six to seven, it was what right. Levy had said they feel comfortable with, and he said, you know, could that conceivably stretch to eight or nine? And and Levy said yes. All right, that's the offensive side. Let's quickly roll through the defense. We brought up the defensive line. Your edge guys, Rondell Bothroyd at one edge. 
And then you've got Ethan Downs or Trace Ford listed at the other edge. The backups to Rondell Bothroyd are R. Mason Thomas and P.J. Adebowore. I, I, this is this is wild to see another freshman on the depth chart, too, at the other edge where you got Ethan Downs, Trace Ford, then Reggie Grimes or Marcus Stripling, and then there's Taylor Wine. And the interior, uh, there are nine guys listed on the interior of the defensive line. Jonah Laula, Jordan Kelly, Jacob Lacey, Grayson Halton, and Yvonne Sears at one tackle. At nose tackle, Isaiah Coe, Dejon Terry, Kelvin Gilliam, and Ashton Sanders. The Mike Backer, we mentioned it seems for now like Jaron Kanick has won that job. Connor Neer is listed as his backup with Kobe McKenzie or Phil Pachotti. So the another freshman. The Will Backer has Stutzman as the starter, Kip Lewis as the backup, and there's Lewis Carter. Quickly ascending the ranks. He has an oar with Shane Witter. Owen Heineke. The Cheetah. Justin Harrington. Followed by Desan McCullough. Another freshman, Samuel Omoshigo. And Shane Witter. And then in one corner, it's Gentry Williams backed up by Kendall Dolby or Macari Vickers, which is Kobe Johnson right there. Mm-hmm. Strong safety. Bowman gets the nod over Peyton Bowen. And, Desha- uh, and oh, I'm sorry. Day McCullough. Day McCullough. I see a McCullough. I'm like, it's just Deshaun. A fresh, another freshman. Free safety, Reggie Pearson backed up by Key Lawrence and Robert Spears. So Jennings. And then there's Woody Washington. With Josiah Wagner or Kenai Walker backing him up and Jaden Rowe. Man, looks like there is nobody that has won the punter battle right now. Are we sure Turk doesn't have another year of eligibility? Josh Plaster, Luke Elzinga, and Ashton Logan all have oars next to their name. Punt return, Gavin Freeman or LV Bunkley Shelton. Kick return. Bowman, Farouk, or Bowen? I would say that maybe if you don't listen to the ref, then the Deshaun McCullough, Justin Harrington is probably a surprise. I mean, we weren't talking about thinking that was where McCullough might start, but Ted's been all over how great of a camp Justin Harrington has had, and Brent Venables explained that. I don't. I don't know, dude. I, I don't think I'm really shocked by anything on there right now. I, the number of freshmen that are on the depth chart, I think, you know, Coach Venable talked about 64 of the 85 players being in their first or second season. But, I mean, and, and freshmen, true freshmen and redshirt. Adebore at edge. Uh, Ashton Sanders as a redshirt freshman. Taylor Wine as a freshman. Phil Pachotti as a freshman. Lewis Carter is a freshman. Samuel Omoshigo is a freshman. Makari Vickers. Peyton Bowen. And Isaiah, uh, Josiah Wagner. Josh, every position on the depth chart has a freshman except free safety. <laughs> yeah, that's kind of wild. There is a freshman in the mix at every single position except 
free safety. That is awesome. I don't know if just off the off the cuff here. I don't. I know you're looking at the roster right now. I don't know if there's anyone that seems to be missing. Is there someone that 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 their absence caught your eye? I'm sure there's probably a low hanging okay. fruit that I'm not thinking of, but no, not really. I mean, not as you ask me that question. I don't. I don't think so. I mean, Llewellyn and Helms not being listed at tight end is interesting, but we know that they've been battling injuries. There you go. Interesting. I'm not surprised by anything. Outside of uh, – well, and you're not surprised by running well, back? Okay, okay. Let, let, let's – what's that? What's that meme? No, 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 no. Wait, 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 wait. I'm not surprised by running back because in everybody that I talked to, that's what I'd heard. Now, is this – I don't think that they would need to use a depth chart for motivation. But we all, hey, come on, peeps. You want to get in the way back? Sports radio machine in Oklahoma? Let's go back a little bit, shall we? I think it was 2010, maybe even 11. We all thought that having Dominique Whaley top that depth chart, that was a motivational way in order to get Roy Finch to step up. It wasn't. Dominique Whaley was the best running back, and had he stayed healthy, look out. And had a really good season. Justin Harrington starting at the Cheetah. That that one did surprise me. I'd heard, I'd heard Ted kind of soft sell it, but yeah, I'm. I, I guess it. I guess it maybe more than anything else. It verifies that Harrington has has earned it, and I hope it doesn't take anything away from a fan's perspective, suddenly vilify a role that Deshaun McCollum McCollum might play. Right? There you go. Not altogether shocking to see an or next to Ethan Downs' name just because the name attached is Trace Ford. Yeah, and and it might be situational. I I think we're going to see – like I was talking to – I was texting with Pop a little bit, getting some notes on Tulsa, and we were were bringing up – we were bringing up Owen Ostrowski, Big O's son, who is at the top of the depth chart for the Sooners or for the Golden Hurricane at one of their edge spots, and and I got to be honest with you, I thought I thought it was really cool to see him there, but then Pop brought up, ah, they're going to bring up, they're going to play about eight guys, eight guys. I'm like, whoa, okay. So I kind of feel that same way whenever you look at that edge spot for Oklahoma. They're going to play a lot of guys. Yeah, I guess that's fair. Someone off the text line. It wasn't really a soft sell. It was a hard sell from Ted. Ted will soft sell some information. He was all over Harrington's camp. That's a fair point. And that he was going to, yeah, be this be the starter here. All right. Take a break. I've got a little bit more from Jeff Levy. And then we get Ted Roof. I guess we'll have to push that back to the top five stories of the day. And in case you haven't heard, we get to bring you the Brent Venables press conference live at 11.30 a.m. So we'll hear from Coach V, live from the University of Oklahoma, I believe, inside Gaylord Family Oklahoma Memorial Stadium coming up at 11.30 a.m. Until then, the depth chart is out. Major or Tyree Walker, Tyree Walker, no R, Tyree Walker, mentioned as the starter as a tailback. No or at the backup. Tight end, 
The backup to Austin Stogner is very clearly Blake Smith. Receivers set oars all over the interior of the defensive line. Downs or Ford at edge. And Gentry Williams has won the starting cornerback job opposite Woody Washington. It's Plank Show right here on The Ref. At right, it's 10.40. Wow. Just release a depth chart during our show every day, Coach Venables. In fact, if you want to adjust it and say, here's a new one for tomorrow's program, I'm here for it. A lot of you have a reaction, and I, I don't necessarily say it's a strong reaction, but you got a reaction to the mentioning of Tywee Ty, Walker and Marcus Major as oars. Loco Ohio does right. I'm loving that Freeman is listed as the starter at punt returner. Is there, is there an or on that? There is, okay. yeah. It's Freeman or LV Bunkley Shelton. But, I mean, technically, yeah, he's, he's listed as a starter. So, the – Again, if you're just tuning in, the areas that we had talked about a lot, running back, backup tight end, and then the corner opposite Woody Washington. Gentry Williams listed at the corner opposite Woody Washington. Blake Smith, no or, the backup to Austin Stogner. And at the top of the depth chart and running back is Marcus Major or Tywee Walker. Then Gavin Sawchuck or Javante Barnes. Sugar Shane in Newcastle writes, instant reaction to the depth chart from Sooner Nation. I want Major to succeed. I think Coach is giving him a chance to do so, but this will look way different come conference play. CD from Hockley. I think since Barnes and Sawchuck are dinged a little, they're not in any hurry to get them on the field. I, I, get, I don't know if they're healthy or not. I'll get a better look at that today. But I, I knew that Obviously, Barnes was dealing with something from spring, right? But even when he talked the other day, he said, hey, he backed 100% and felt great. Do you agree with this from the 214? That's disrespectful to Javante Barnes and Gavin Sawchuk after what they did in 2022. Good way to lose your two most talented guys to the transfer portal. I'm not going to freak out about the portal just yet. And, and it's the first step chart. Yeah, and I'm, again, not living in the world of finality here with this depth chart. But it's interesting, right? And, hey, to the best man gets the gig. If that's Major or Walker, then let's let's go. Hey, I want to – I know we played a little bit of this earlier, but, you know, Coach Venables talked about this not being – it's not a finished product by any stretch of the imagination. Even even leading up to even leading up to Saturday. And it, it as he said, there's gonna be guys that find out they're starting coming off the bus. Well, I think up front, both at defensive end and defensive tackle, uh, you know, we've got you know, some of the positions where you feel like you have two or three guys that you feel like you wouldn't be surprised if if one of them, you know, had the week. You know that you're that you're hoping for. I think that cornerback opposite of uh, Woody Washington, and then I think the free safety position. Uh, it's been a, a tremendous you know a battle there between Pearson and Key Lawrence, and you know Justin Harrington's in there as well. Uh, you know uh, Peyton Bowen is working in there between free and strong, and uh, and then again at linebacker. You know everybody but Stutzman. You know, Harrington has had a 
a really good uh, camp. And uh, his camp, uh, he might end up being the starter. Uh, we'll see. But Yeah, man, he is. He is over to Sean McCullough. And his daddy's told us, you know, in his mind, he's been the best player that he's seen at camp. Here's, a, here's just one more cut from Coach on how competitive it still is. In fact, bleeding right up to, this is the cut I'm to play. They both kind of work. You know, that the competition is ongoing. And we'll, we'll name several guys as either or, uh, and, and, and uh, just because there is real competitive depth at a number of spots. And so I want our guys to understand that everything counts. Meetings, walkthroughs, certainly practice. Uh, you know, focus, attention, meals, everything. And and so I want our coaches to be paying attention to everything as well. And so, you know, there'll be a few guys that get notified as we're getting off the bus, hey, you're running out first. And to me, everybody should prepare like they're the starter. And, and at several positions, really believe that, well, when it's all said and done, uh, if my eyes are uh, not deceiving me that, you know, we've got co-starters at a few different spots, guys that are capable of, any particular, you know, week running out there first. I'm sitting here talking, the mic's not even on. 405 rides. Coach V did say they were going to hold a few guys back to let their hamstrings heal up. You think he was referring to Sawchuck or Barnes? I, I don't know. I mean, maybe so. Like I said, the the injury news has been somewhat encouraging <laughs> because there hasn't been any knock on wood man uh, i don't did i miss the backup qb no brad you're good it's it's jackson arnold that i don't think there was ever a doubt that jackson arnold would be the backup it's james bevel third string it's not an or it's it's not a it's it's jackson arnold period here's a good question for the 405 gosh it's already 1046 are we and we're out at eleven thirty? Press conference, Let's baby. Go. Vint Brennables here. <laughs> Freshman vying for playing time at every position is pretty cool. But does that really bode well for the success of this season if we have to rely heavily upon those youngsters? Okay. L- let me clarify. They're not backups. <laughs> most yeah, they're of backups these guys. to the backups. Yeah, they're they're on the depth chart. But it's in most instances third string guys, right, Josh? Yes. I mean, and I even mentioned in that I, I didn't mention the redshirt sh- uh, freshman that's starting at Mike Backer and Jaron Canick, but I did Ashton Sanders, the redshirt freshman that's in the interior. But I just, yeah, no, I, I completely understand where you would hear that and think, oh my gosh, there's a freshman that's a backup at every position, but one, no, they're on the depth chart, and for the most part, it's the third guy. Caden Green at left tackle is a right. legitimate backup. But outside of that, outside of that, I think they're in like a good spot. Now, if they were up there at two or starting, then maybe we can panic a little bit. That's a really good catch on your point. Josiah Wagner at corner is a backup. Yeah, exactly. Bowen. So, yeah, I mean, there's, there's, there's some few. freshmen. There's a few, right. But it's not to the point where I'm like, oh, my gosh. Not like when we say all these freshmen – a good portion of them, yeah, are, are third-string guys right now. Hey, let's go ahead and add. I don't have a problem whenever a guy's a five-star and comes in and is vying for a starting spot as a true freshman. Well, I have no problem with that. That's what you're supposed to do. No doubt. And 
blue chip guys too, like a Wagner mm-hmm. at corner coming in and uh, Caden Green again at offensive tackle. These are blue chip guys, blue chip signees. So if Oklahoma's enhancing its roster, mm-hmm. they should be in the mix for playing time. Do you see, do you see what uh, Travis had put together, how different the sizes of the nose tackle and defensive tackle look from 20 – what is this, Trav? 20 – Two years ago. 2021 to 2023. It's pretty wild. And to see Calvin Gilliam has put on 254 to 295, and he was 299 on the depth chart in the spring. Yeah, big dudes. Big, strong dudes. What uh, What is the weight differential? I, I'm not good enough to do the math. Oh, oh, you meant with Gilliam. He was 6'2", 254 as a freshman. He's 6'3", 295 as a redshirt sophomore. Yeah, so he's added a bunch. But over the course of those two years, there's a pretty hefty difference. Yeah. I mean, you, you basically – I mean, Speed D's totally Dude, different mindset. I, Isaiah Coe, when he came in, Six foot, two ninety two. Isaiah Coe on this depth chart, six two, three eleven. Yeah, so they they packed some mass on. One more, that's still here. Jordan Kelly, who was listed as a redshirt junior in twenty twenty one, six three two eighty four. Jordan Kelly, six four, two ninety seven. Stronger. Stronger. All right. Qu- quick break. <laughs> 918 writes, let the overactions, overreactions begin. Disrespectful to Barnes and Sawchuck. How many running backs saw significant playing time last year? Remind me again. I, I will say there's nothing quite like a knee-jerk reaction to a depth chart. Or as Ted Roof says, see this right here, guys? It's a piece of paper. It's, all, it's a piece of paper. That's all it is. It's Plank Show right here on the ref. Just and to think, I felt like we were going to spend a day, Josh, talking about Jim Harbaugh's comments. Come to find out, that's what I had planned for 1130, so we'll have to throw that in the top five stories of the day. Uh, but we get the Brent Venables presser live at 1130. Depth chart is out. Biggest controversy on the depth chart, probably Major or Tywee Walker, top running back. Saw Chuck and Barnes, third and fourth string, right? I would say so, yeah. Jesse G writes off the Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line. Imagine if an offseason of who will be our leading rusher, Barnes or Sawchuck, and those conversations taking place only to have them be third or fourth on the depth chart. Fantastic. Wild, Wild no doubt. Speed D writes 5808. Noun, used mostly in football to describe a style of defense that is designed to allow the opposing offense to score as fast as possible, it is considered a bold strategy and not used very often. <laughs> Song about Travis's text, and this, I mean, literally, I let out an audible laugh. Why is everyone taller? <laughs> everyone on the defensive line, uh, the, the tweeted the depth chart, Isaiah Coe is two inches taller, Jordan Kelly's taller. Hey, man, they keep growing. I... Something about the water around here. They must have worn taller shoes that day. Um, two on four. I think the running back position comes down to the fact a school like Oklahoma has far too much talent to be starting a fifth-year senior who never finished 
a season or even been close. 512. Good morning, gentlemen. How many players on the depth chart are still eligible for an extra COVID year? Oh, my gosh. I can't even start that math, my man. I have no idea. I have no clue. But Gabriel does for certain. I think this is Majors last year that he has available. I think. By the way, back to that text. What's wrong with a fifth-year running back? I mean, I'm especially one that has had some issues staying, had health issues, had, what, some eligibility issues there? Yeah. I'm still thrown off by last year's people that did uh, that did the, uh, hey, I'm turning pro whenever they didn't have any eligibility left. <laughs> so that still had me shook quite a bit. <laughs> So I, I'm not even going to de- try to even figure out who would still have another year left that's considered I've, a senior. I've made up my mind. I'm going pro. <laughs> um, and then Guy. That dude said most talented? According to who? I'm sure Rando on the text line knows what he's looking at better than DeMarco. Hell, Teddy thinks Hicks looks better than all of them. I hear good things about Hicks. I hear good things about Hicks. All right, it's uh, it's time for the top five stories of the day. And the Brent Vittables text, or Brent Vittables press conference at the bottom of the hour right here on The Ref.